0: welcome back to nothing to say the fans podcast this is take three for us we tried recording an episode uh two weeks ago and i was on vacation couldn't get the uh the signal there to edit the video and then we recorded an episode about two days ago prior to this and then the whole world blew up with sports news so it just mm-hmm. felt like it wouldn't be relevant anymore because we have the watson thing we have debo samuel news uh unfortunately bill russell passed away so we have to talk about that. The Dolphins decided to tamper with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. Uh, Juan Soto just got traded to the Padres. It's just like literally like everything happened the day after we filmed. So it was like, forget it. We're doing the new ones. So here we go. We got everything and anything to get to right now. So let's start with the biggest thing. And that is the Deshaun Watson case. So I'm assuming if you're listening to this show, then you are probably aware of what happened. Uh, this past week so today is August 2nd it's a Tuesday so on August 1st the ruling came down for what Deshaun Watson's official suspension was going to be for this upcoming season the now quarterback of the Cleveland Browns it is six games and there was a lot of mixed reaction to what was going on but we have to clear up a few a few things Um, because I think initially when it came out a lot of the reaction that I was seeing was people were angry with the NFL But we have to make it perfectly clear that the NFL did not make this decision. It was a judge um, appointed by both sides um, to rule independently on this matter. And she elected that it be six games. The NFL was pushing for a year or longer. That was their initial stance, and that is their stance. They wanted it to be a much heftier one fine, which he's not getting fined, but two suspension. Um, so right now, what we're waiting for, and when I say we, I say the sports world is waiting for is whether or not the NFL is going to appeal that rule. And if they do appeal it, it'll go to Roger Goodell or to somebody that he appoints to overlook it. And then that suspension might change. No idea if they're going to do that. Um, we'll know within the next couple of days, maybe even before this gets released. Um, but at least right now we're going to talk about the ruling um, and everything that took place. Also during that suspension, if it, if it is upheld, the first three weeks of the regular season, he can't practice. He can't participate in anything. He can't really be around the facility. Once week four hits, he can be there. He can practice. um, But those first three weeks, he cannot. I think he might even be able to play in preseason games, which um, there was a little bit of confusion when I was listening to, uh, get up on Monday, I believe that's what they were talking about. But then there were some people who said maybe not, or if he's going to do that, I don't know. If he's allowed to play, you'd think he'd probably want to, since he's been away from football for a long time. Um, so that is kind of what we know at the moment. It is six games. And there's been a lot of mixed reaction to that ruling uh, from both sides. I know that Watson's camp thought it was too much. The NFL thinks it's too light. So, yeah, that's kind of where we stand right now. We're waiting to see whether or not the NFL is going to appeal that rule. And Sam, on initial reaction, what was your takeaway from the sixth game suspension? Um, I thought
1: it was too light. But when you go into, I I was like a lot of people, I thought it was definitely a little light when you see the, oh, there's 26 of these cases going around and he just deserved, I think he deserved a little more. But when you go dig into what um, Judge Sue Robinson had at her disposal, she only had, was privy to four cases to really look at. And that's sort of where, and he was um, designated as a non-violent offender too. So that kind of puts him in a different category um, compared to like domestic violence charges and different things like that. But I mean, going this, the last like 24 hours, I think a lot of people have been bringing up prior suspensions that the NFL is levying. And of course, this is a different system, but you can kind of like Ezekiel Elliott got the six games Mm -hmm. for one instance. And that had a whole bunch of different things going into it. But that was a one, one instance circumstance with one individual. And we're talking about a guy that potentially has. Like up to 24 different, and up to, it's up to like 60 something actually yeah, like the so New I, York Times I, put out.
0: Yeah, I think there were 24 civil law uh, suits that were filed, but there were mm-hmm. 60 like accounts, like um,
1: individual, separate individual masseuses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And like that, if you just base off of that, I mean, it's mind blowing that he only got six games.
0: Right. Um, and <clears throat> so, To me, and you got to throw out the other suspensions that have happened because under the new collective bargaining agreement, the NFL has been the one usually to levy these penalties. This is the first instance in which the NFL did not levy it, and it's like an independent human who's making this decision. Yeah, it's a judge. It's a judge, right. So you kind of got to throw out everything that has happened before because the NFL had set certain precedent and this is now the quote-unquote precedent because it's the first one of its kind under the new collective bargaining agreement Um, if
1: you're the if you're part of the nfl players association you're ecstatic if this is the precedent
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean unfortunately if if this um, is almost
1: like not i don't think it's the max but if this is like the higher end of the spectrum it's like Oh, you can get away with murder almost as a player. Well, not, really, but... not be
0: <laughs> but like
1: like what it, I know we, we have to throw it out because it's definitely it's not Roger Goodell. He didn't levy this out. No. But the fact that Tom Brady got four games for deflating footballs, and Deshaun is gonna get two more games out of a suspension. I think Tom got fined for it too. Um uh, he got two more for seemingly way more. And, yeah, we don't know what's going on. Most of those uh, lawsuits, I think, are settled. But it's just the optics of it look so bad for the NFL.
0: So Adam Schefter on his Instagram posted uh, this, and it says, this is, quote, Here are the key conclusions that Judge Robinson offered today, and today being Monday, August 1st, um, in her written decision to suspend Deshaun Watson for six games. So I have it right here, and I'll read it. It says... Quote, the NFL may be forward may be a forward-facing organization, but it is not necessarily a forward-looking one. Just as the NFL responded to violent conduct after a public outcry, so it seems the NFL is responding to yet another public outcry about Mr. Watson's conduct. At least in the former situation, the policy was changed and applied um proactively. Here the NFL is attempting to impose a more dramatic shift in its culture without the benefit of fair notice to and consistency of consequence for those in the NFL subject to the policy. So here we go. Looking at the record when compared to the relevant precedent and looking forward to how this disciplinary determination might be used in the future, I find the most appropriate landing place to be as followed. Mr. Watson is hereby suspended six regular season games without pay. Although this is the most significant punishment ever imposed on an NFL player for allegations of nonviolent sexual conduct, Mr. Watson's pattern of conduct is more egregious than any before reviewed by the NFL. And then, recognizing that the only discipline mentioned in the CBA is a fine or suspension, I nevertheless believe it is appropriate. I nevertheless believe it appropriate for Mr. Watson to limit his massage therapy to club directed sessions and club approved (laughs) massage therapists. For the duration of his career, and so imposed this mandate as a condition to his reinstatement. Mr. Watson is to have no adverse involvement with law enforcement and must not commit any additional violations of the policy. So that was a big word vomit. But those were her findings. Um, So
1: based off of that wording, she was using prior cases of non nonviolent offenses. I think she was acknowledging it. Yeah, but. Based yeah. off of that. Uh,
0: but then it I don't get it.
1: Like. I don't get that because Calvin Ridley was suspended a year just earlier this offseason for gambling.
0: But again, that has nothing to do with non-violent a non... sexual offender. Right, but it has nothing to do with sexual conduct. Um, so like that's, gets...
1: that's a huge outcry right now that Ridley's getting a year.
0: Right. So here's the thing. Again, and I understand the optics of the situation. I get that it looks really bad for Calvin Ridley to get suspended a year for gambling and Watson to only get six games for truthfully whatever actually ended up happening. Um, So I understand the optics of this situation are really bad for the NFL. However, I do think one, that this system that they have in place is a good system to have. It's not a, I don't think the NFL needs to be involved in all of this legal let some let some independent uh judge like they did right here handle all of this and then determine what the punishment should be because they're more qualified i'm going to assume than anybody in the nfl so the system that they have in place right here is i think a smart one to have now i liked i really liked the way and i hadn't heard anybody else bring this up i really liked the way that um Greeney sort of presented this on his show because he was talking about how in cases like this, um, especially one that involved like sexual misconduct, that's a very um, emotional topic for a lot of people, men or women. Um, So it feels almost appropriate as if like an emotional decision should be made about it because we can all sit here and we can go, okay, we don't actually know what happened with all of those 60 masseuses. The Susan? Is that the... Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, anyway, we don't know what actually happened with all of them. Um, so, it's hard to, uh, it feels like emotion- an emotional decision should be made. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we can all sit back here and say, that's, that's 60. It feels like Maybe a few of them weren't what they seem. I think it's fair to say maybe a few of them weren't what they maybe are presented as, but to have it happen 60 times, there's probably some sort of middle ground there that evens out as okay, this actually was a consistent thing Mm -hmm. and it did happen. However many times, whatever the mean number was, maybe some were worse than others. Well, it's it says
1: a lot that the NFL. Determined that only four to five of them were actually credible enough to present them or in this evidence. case, right? Right, and so, that's that's four or five out of the twenty-four in, like civil lawsuits, right? So that does of say those a lot. Have been
0: settled, yeah. Um, so, I and but even even if it was just one, that's still a, that's still enough. That I mean, to me, even if it was just one, you still should be suspended for. In my opinion, you still should be suspended for at minimum a year. So I want to make that perfectly clear, but in this situation, you have somebody who's coming in who is not attached to either sides and is just looking at the facts of the case that were presented and made a decision based on what she was presented, which feels like even though that an emotional decision feels like it should be made in certain cases, it really shouldn't like in actuality, it shouldn't be. So you have somebody who comes in and who reviews the case Comes to a conclusion, and while some people may not be happy with it, I can't. There's not a better way to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. The problem that we all have is that there's so much emotion attached to it that it just doesn't feel right, even though legally that seems like it was the most appropriate thing to do, and there's probably not a better way to do it.
1: Um, well, so, so what's what's going forward is the NFL will probably appeal.
0: Yeah. Uh, which, so, do you, do you which, think they're going to appeal? I feel like I feel like they will. I feel have like to.
1: they will because I feel like this. I've heard it a lot that because this is the first case that this system has really been implemented for, that the NFL will try to almost like um, put it in place in a good way that makes it credible moving forward, and that this this third party system will be the judging and process that we're going to go through from now on right yeah but i don't think they can do that with the results of this case because if they're going to protect themselves then they have to set a new precedent of we're going to be a little harsher because that's i honestly don't fault um sue robinson at all for her decision i mean she's going based off of the precedent that was laid out i fault the nfl for maybe not going as hard as they should have other times right like because if She's sitting there like the max I can give is six games. She gave the max, right? It's just the NFL's now put in a place to where they got to raise that level and set a new precedent moving forward.
0: Well, let me double check to, to see if she said it was the max. I know she said it was, uh, it's the most significant punishment ever imposed on an NFL uh, player for allegations of nonviolent. Right. Um, sexual conduct it also says where to go um uh, there's so much legal jargon in there i can't find it but um yeah it's like i do i do think they're going to appeal but i Mm -hmm. also think it's going to come from a place of necessity because i feel like you're right if they don't um I don't think it's appropriate to be mad at the NFL right now for this situation because they it's been out there that they've been wanting a year. So it's like, okay, well, I feel like those in, people...
1: indefinitely.
0: Right. Which or could be
1: even, even more.
0: Right. Exactly. So it would be indefinite. So, um, and so in the, in this situation, I don't think the NFL actually looks bad. I think they did what they needed to do. Um, and they're all good. However, if they don't appeal, that's gonna be really interesting for a lot of people because I can understand both sides. I can understand the NFL wanting to go, okay, look, we did what we could. We had this independent judge come in, she ruled six games, she's the most qualified to do this. We're gonna roll with it and just hope that you know stuff like this doesn't happen in the future and we can win some of these cases. I can understand Mm -hmm. that because you put it to rest. However, I can also understand. This other side of that argument being we have to appeal this. Because again, all the emotion that's tied into this, so many people are are going to be upset that he did not get more than more than a year, or at least minimum a year. Mm-hmm. And everything that I had been hurt hearing on Monday was there was a huge conversation around the female fan base of the NFL and how they would react, how that's an ever growing market for the NFL. Um, and, you know, the NFL has a couple black eyes from, you know, not similar cases, but cases of, like, either domestic violence against women or abuse against – the Ray Rice thing is a perfect example. They botched that to the nth degree at the beginning. Mm. Um, and so there are, there are instances where the NFL has not been – Uh, great in this area and they have an opportunity to be like no no no, we're we're done with that we're going to appeal but i can also understand like that's just going to drag it out and keep it in the media forever and ever and ever and it's going to go down this whole other rabbit hole and it's just never going to go away so i get both sides the question that i hadn't heard asked or answered was so if they appeal right does that six games stand, and does he still get to play during the season? Because I'm assuming It'll that a verdict, I, yeah, I, I'm assuming that the verdict isn't going to be reached in seven weeks. I mean, this whole Whoa. thing has been taken out over the course of two years, so I would imagine that I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen if they decide to appeal. Is he going to get suspended for the whole season until an actual ruling can get? made or is the sixth game is going to stay in place
1: i think I, uh, so i think the appeal would then go to the nfl like executives and end up on roger with roger goodell or if he appoints someone yeah. to handle it so then i feel like that verdict wouldn't take very long um it's then maybe not then watson would watson and his group would sue the nfl and that potentially could get pushed all the way up to the Supreme Court, but I think at that point the suspension, if it was determined a year by the NFL, he would serve that and then sue um, the damages accordingly. Um, yeah, it
0: would just yeah it would just be interesting to see what would end up happening with that six games if the NFL appeals, if that stands or now, no, you're out until a, a decision can be made and right. if a decision is made at like week 10 does that mean the 10 weeks prior to that count towards the year-long suspension or does it start immediately when that decision happens which means he yeah. wouldn't be back until next season week 10 just as i example. wonder if
1: um i wonder if Goodell, just like how he put watson on the commissioner's exempt list um during this whole thing pretty much could he yeah essentially keep him on there or reactivate him on there of where yeah, Watson, you're not playing until this is all sorted. Because it would be – I think it would be way worse if he ends up that he can play before a decision ultimately is made one way or the other.
0: And that would be but so think, awkward for the NFL if he comes so, out with, like, one game and then
1: gets pulled off. This is the, this is the thing, too. From Cleveland's perspective, Yeah. what, what would you want? Would you really want him coming back after six games? in the middle of the season where he essentially hasn't been around the team at all and then just comes in and with this media storm that would be falling him after two years of this saga
0: cleveland from that was one of the angles that they took uh on get up that monday morning was they talked to a lot of people involved in around the cleveland browns or who've been covering apparently the browns have been were prepared for six to eight games like they had they were mm-hmm. assuming all along that it was going to be six or eight games and their plan moving forward was okay and this is this is what i heard from get up on espn they had they brought, literally brought in a browns beat reporter and they were saying that the plan is as long as the six games stays upheld it, because he's been there this whole time he's been working with the team he's been training okay. with the team all of that all of that has been going on over the summer he's that's been the, there working out
1: that's how it's been so weird if you're a teammate of his Maybe. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, but, hey, good, good pass to Sean. Oh, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, so he's he's been there. He's been working out. He's been participating with the team. He's been actively at the Browns facility. Their plan right now is that obviously he would be gone for those first three games. He'd come back week four, five, and six, get some more practice reps, do all that stuff. And then week seven, he'd roll in as the starter. That's their plan as of right. right now. The last report that I heard. So they're totally ready for it. Um, it was just going to be interesting to see. I'm, I mean, i have got to assume that the NFL is going to appeal this, right?
1: Yeah, I'd be, I'd be shocked. Uh, I think for the first time ever, the public is probably behind the NFL in, in making whatever, like the NFL can almost be the savior point. here. And that's really never been the case.
0: Yeah, um,
1: but if you're a fan, like, if, if say Derek, this Derek was going through this whole thing. Yeah. Like, do you sit there and root for the Raiders or root for the Browns? At the, like when Deshaun inevitably scores a touchdown, is it like, yeah, cool, nice? I think you can. There's still... gotta be no zero female fans in Cleveland.
0: I think you can still root for the Browns, but not Deshaun. I think there's still a way of doing that. He's such an integral
1: um, part of that oh, team he, as a quarterback. He's
0: he's, he's definitely the, the driving force for that offense. And he can assuming.
1: if we're assuming he comes back to what he was, he's a top five quarterback down.
0: Oh, easy. Um, so he would have a huge impact on the games. Um I feel like you can root for the play the the team without rooting for the players per se. Um, I don't know. I, that's a, it's a weird, weird. I, so I asked Brie last night um, and, you know, I asked her, I, I said, I'm making you the general manager of, of the Raiders. Your team needs a quarterback. And um Well, the Raiders didn't need a quarterback, but you know what I mean? Like, I was like, they're they're set. But I was like, you are the general manager, and you have the opportunity to sign Deshaun Watson knowing, because I told her, I sort of briefed her, because she saw something about it. So I sort of gave her the background details. I was like, they signed him knowing that all of this was taking place. Is it even worth the risk? To try they to sign into sign the
1: biggest deal in NFL history, still.
0: Yeah. And she was like, hell no. And I was like, I 100% agree with you. I wouldn't have even touched it for all of this. Like, I understand that. It, you know why? This is the simplest way that I can put it is for two reasons. One, obviously, like I said, like, I, I mean, I have like zero tolerance for any sort of abuse against women. I, like, I, I think that goes without saying. But just from a common sense standpoint it is so easy to not get accused of sexual harassment or sexual assault. It is well, very I easy mean,
1: to no not. we we don't know what it's like having that kind of money and that kind of publicity i mean there's there have been instances where guys have been falsely oh, come after I know I get but... it I
0: get it, but it's sixty people, so I that's what I, that's what I'm saying like and that's what I mentioned before like. We don't actually know what the severity or what actually happened next. So maybe the four that were presented were the four actual cases where something legit really happened. Who actually knows? I I don't want to take anything away from the sixty women who have come forward because obviously if they were negatively affected by that situation, then of course something did happen. But I'm just using a generalizing term. Um, at the so end, I, know I think that I know end. that false accusations happen.
1: But I think at the uh, the end of the day, we can conclude that Deshaun might be kind of a scumbag. Yeah, like his character yeah. definitely is impacted. Took a hit, based yeah, on, for sure. Like even if he didn't break the law in any way, it's still something happens in yeah. like two calendar years worth of massages. How
0: many massages does that guy get? Uh-oh.
1: Well, he's gonna be getting some team. It... That was the funniest part of that. Oh, like judge. she was like, I I only allow him to get like team issued massages. Like, okay, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it did... I could just imagine Deshaun in a trench coat, sunglasses, and a hat walking into a massage parlor, and hey, can I? I need to talk to to Sherry. She's she'll she'll hook me up through the back door. You're just getting yeah. this like black and then somebody somebody's like no nah,
0: that's that's Deshaun. you can't let him in
1: no oh, that's mr watson we can't <laughs> let him in
0: can't let him in can't let him in um but yeah so again i don't want to take anything away from the the all the women that were affected by this because obviously if they were clearly they were negatively affected by this so you know i hope that they um can find some sort of resolution and all of this and that, you know, our condolences go out to all of them. Um, What I'm merely saying is that, like, on a basic level, it feels like such an easy thing to avoid if you're an individual, to not even toe the line of maybe sexually harassing somebody. It's a very easy line not to walk on. Um, So... How much weight each accusation carried, for me, if I was an owner, it wouldn't matter. Because even if you're kind of walking that line, I don't want you on my team. And I wouldn't have taken a risk on, on you at all. Um, so I wonder what the public perception is going to be of the Browns if this six game stays and you know he's out there in a Browns uniform. Um I wonder if people will look Mm -hmm. negatively at the Browns, um, you know, down the road Cause I think all the attention's focused on Watson right now, but I wonder if there's going to be a moment where people were like, well, wait a minute. Like they still gave him this gigantic contract knowing that all of this took place. Mm -hmm. So.
1: I think it always, it always falls with the individual. I mean, I think of when Ben Roethlisberger had that whole thing, um, I feel like the Steelers weren't negatively impacted. I think it was just a a uh, Ro- Roethlisberger thing. I think all the times uh, when Greg Hardy was signed by the Cowboys, I think people said, like, that was a dumb deal. But now it's not even glanced at anymore that they gave him that opportunity. Or, I mean, heck, the countless Raiders players that have been arrested under their watch. I mean, we don't even mention that, but...
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they do they do have a stigma though i think the raiders do have a little bit of a stigma not no <laughs> um
0: they also they also if you know if you're gonna bash on my team i gotta say they've also been over the years one of the most inclusive organizations um in the nfl by far their new Team Vice President, I think, is like the first female Vice President in NFL history, Mm. Um, and she's also African American too. Um, That happened within the last couple, uh, just a couple weeks, I think. I think
1: so. I was just joking about the Raiders, but I, I think back of when the Niners had Ruben Foster on their roster and Alden Smith, and they were both going through. I mean, Alden was going through a bunch of stuff with through the getting arrested at the airport and different things. We Room Foster had domestic violence and different things. And I don't think anyone glances at bats an eye at the Niners for that. Like, I don't think there's any ill. will. I really don't think like the uh, franchises are almost invincible. Except if you're the Dolphins. They're probably going
0: to get back. Except, it, except yeah. if you're the Dolphins, yeah. And I need to correct myself because I just found the post and she's actually the president for the team. Uh, okay. Sandra Douglas Morgan and this was on uh, July 7th is uh the post from the NFL is breaking barriers as the first black woman president in NFL history. Well that, so,
1: so they got Gruden out and then she got promoted to president. Correlation,
0: yeah. Well <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't want you to <laughs> that's that's totally demeaning the to hire.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a joke.
0: No, I get it. Um I just hope the audience knows that, that was a joke <laughs> um, all right well, it's gonna be interesting to see what ends up happening um over the next two or three days i mean we'll know we'll know soon I mean I believe uh, we're gonna try to release this episode we're we're filming on the second it's gonna we're gonna try to get it out on the third or the fourth, so yeah. by then um, we may have. <laughs> We may have a ruling, and then we may have to film an episode on the fly for a reaction. We'll see. Nothing we'll new. Find out. Yeah, we'll find out. That's the one downside to just doing a uh, just a one show a week. Um, all right. So not really an easy way to transition from that, but we're going to do it anyway because, you know, we, we rock. Um, let's head over to – let's pit stop in San Francisco because I want to give you your due with your boy. Um, Debo Samuel finally signed with the 49ers um, and there were some interesting notes in his contract um, Debo Samuel obviously has made a name for himself not only as a great wide receiver but as a running back as well and there are a couple things in his contract that are worth noting so I have it here from Adam Chapter it says he has incentives in his new contract that could pay him an additional $1.95 million over light like over the life of the contract for rushing yards and rushing tds per sources samuel will receive six hundred and fifty thousand per year for, for each year he has 380 or more rushing yards so smash the over on that um samuel will also earn one hundred and fifty thousand if he scores three rushing touchdowns in any of the years of the contract so smash the over on that he maxes out at 650 uh thousand dollars per year and 1.95 million over the life of his new contract smash the over on all of those <laughs> um and i believe it was a three-year deal correct mm-hmm. yep um what was it for i think it was for 73 and a half 73 million 73 and a half million yes yeah, so,
1: so he very like just over what dk got for three years man. So
0: there um,
1: you go i think that that totally makes sense uh all of this, all everything about it was a no-brainer. Like, he deserved to be one of the highest paid wide receivers. He deserved to have those incentives in his contract for rushing. Uh, I think the biggest holdup was really ensuring that his usage as a running back would be limited. And I, Kyle talked about that just this morning before practice. And he was saying that Debo's role was just out of necessity because they had so many injuries in their running back. Like room. Uh, but now that everyone's healthy, it's looking like Kyle's saying that Debo shouldn't have to be lining up as a running back. Mm-hmm. It's sort of what I got from it. Um, he's sort of let, left the door open as, hey, who knows if injuries happen? Like, we know he's really good. And if the team needs it, we'll so put him sure. there. But, But I think there's no way that Debo would have signed if he didn't have some
0: sort of reassurance that. He's going to be limited in his rushing attempts. Well, he's the best running back on the team. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: he he definitely proved his big game ability even as a running back, just running inside. I mean, his. I think I don't think we give him enough credit of how good of a year he had, just carrying the offense.
0: He was, <laughs> he was Shohei Otani, <laughs> in the sense that he was good at he was extremely good at two different positions
1: (laughs) yeah and then like the Rams couldn't stop him I mean it was just big play after big play and it didn't have to be a big time catch and throw I mean it was Mm -mm. just hand the ball off to him and he would make something happen yep uh and the I mean the Niners are in a great spot I'm not gonna lie uh Jimmy is still on the team but he's away from the team still seeking trades Trey is putting up Big time highlight plays. Ayuk looks fantastic so far. Man, this team could be something special if Lance turns out to be somewhat good.
0: That's gonna be that's just that's gonna be the thing, right? They're gonna <clears throat> they're gonna go where he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, <laughs> Jimmy G's still on the team.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish that part of me was like, man if Watson got suspended a full year, maybe the Browns pull the trigger and try to work out a deal for Jimmy G. Because Jacoby Brissett's good, but you're not really going anywhere with that roster with Jacoby Brissett. Mm,
0: uh, yeah. Um, where is... Sorry, I'm looking up the deal. I'm looking at our... Something else. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, they could be. They should be a shoe in wild card team at minimum, right? I mean,
1: yeah, with the about-
0: with the NFC, I know that I know yeah. that the NFC is certainly not what the AFC is.
1: Um, but there's some. There's not an easy out every single week.
0: No, but I feel like in, um, I feel like in that division. Or I should say that conference um, they've got they've got a prime opportunity, even if Lance is just kind of average, at least in his first year. I mean, who I'll just go down the teams right now. Who are you really what are teams that could be somewhat comparable to the 49ers? Um, maybe the Saints Questions at quarterback, but a really good team? No,
1: they're way better than the Saints. Especially if Alvin Kamara that. is out because uh, of his old legal stuff.
0: Um, But I don't – so I think if you're the 49ers, I don't know if you're scared of – I don't know if you're scared of the Saints. Um, I don't think you're scared of the Eagles. I know that everybody's super high on the Eagles right now. But, again, that's going to be determined on, you know, how Jalen Hurts plays, kind of like, you know, Lance. Um,
1: yeah, you're better than – minnesota for sure better than
0: minnesota yeah i i think Um, it's
1: it's between like those three teams really for two spots and that it's four teams for two spots because i think arizona for sure even with all the things that's going on they'll they'll be a wild card team
0: right and uh you're i don't think you're scared of dallas either
1: no no i think dallas got definitely got worse
0: (laughs) um so, yeah, so I, I, I feel like they should be at least a shoe in a card team. For sure. For sure. Uh, and, you know, depending, okay. on goes, so. depending on where Lance goes. Depending on where Lance goes. Because if right. you
1: think about it, last, last year, Jimmy didn't do anything crazy special. He just didn't nope. lose you games. I think Lance has the ability, from what we saw last year, he could definitely lose the Niners some games if he plays like he did last year. But if he is with a whole year under his belt, a whole off season, he's going to be working through training camp. He's got to be at least somewhat better.
0: Yeah. You'd think, or at least you'd hope.
1: So. <laughs> I sure hope.
0: So, um, all right. Is there any other gigantic, I mean, we had the dolphins thing, uh, but that just, I mean, that just broke. <laughs> within the last couple hours we can mm-hmm. wait on that a little bit um until we get a little bit more information on that for those of you who may not know there's um uh, some issues going on right now with the miami dolphins and uh tampering uh with tom brady when he was um retiring slash leaving um even retiring for the patriots leaving to a new team um, and then with sean Payton as well when he was still coaching the saints uh but that literally just broke Four hours ago, um, yeah. so there's still not a ton of information about it out at the moment. So I think we'll probably push that one off until next week until we get a little bit more information. Um, let's do the uh, let's do the Soto deal. Um, I know that you're gonna have a little bit more information on exactly how good Juan Soto is, um, and because really, really good as as a casual as a casual uh, baseball. Um, consumer i know that he's great um so i feel like you know my dumbness when it comes to that um i feel like is a little indication on how good he actually might be do you have the deal up in front of you i keep trying to find it but the news um
1: Um, well i think we don't have to get into the like minutia of it it was juan soto and josh bell who was pretty sure an all-star this last year but either way he's a really good first baseman of the nationals, they both get sent to the Padres for like six prospects. Um, and the, I think the biggest thing of this deal is the number of years that Juan Soto has left. So he's 23 years old. He's already an established, most people say he's the best hitter in baseball right now. And he still has two years left of um, like club security before the Padres even have to re-sign to a $500 million deal. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing that he, why he garnered so much for him, not only because he's such a great player and he's going to influence the game for a number, for a number of years, but because he has that club security still left on his deal. Uh, the fact that the Padres also get Josh Bell, they shipped out Eric Cosmer who is their current first baseman to Boston. Um, I mean, I, Padres are – I think they're better than the Dodgers right now. They're going to get mm-hmm. tossed tees back. Manny Machado has been playing at pretty much an MVP level all year. They are they have the best pitching staff in the NL right now with a number of dudes. I, the Padres are going to be pro- – I think they're probably going to make the playoffs. Make the World Series after this move.
0: So he's 23 years old, and I have right here since debuting at 19 – He has 119 home runs, 358 RBIs, 646 walks, and only 414 strikeouts. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to talk about offensive production.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's a different guy. He's sort of more old school. He's not either hitting the ball out or striking out. He's doing a lot of things where he's getting himself on base. And the dude was the biggest part. He was the centerpiece of the lineup that won the World Series a couple of years ago. I mean, I was, I was sort of trying to compare this to, like, if Zion Williamson was traded, like, right now. Say he was traded today, somewhere. He's a young potential superstar of the league, but even Juan Soto is more established oh, yeah. in the majors than a guy like Zion is. So this is a huge, big-time deal. And the fact that he actually was traded with two years left on his deal is nuts.
0: Mm-hmm. well I mean they're gonna have to pay that man
1: <laughs> yeah I mean the Padres could just say hey we're gonna use them for the next two years and let them go elsewhere because they True. it's gonna be True. 10 like 10 years 500 million it is gonna be the biggest contract that the MLB has ever seen
0: 500 million man that's just wild <laughs> That's just wild. An, tell, if you're owner. listening right now tell your kids to start playing baseball <laughs> put them at a plate and just have them swing every with, day
1: <laughs> with how much everyone says that baseball is struggling we've said it plenty of times on here that they're definitely becoming like the fourth most popular sport players don't seem to mind they're getting paid as big as ever
0: certain players don't seem to mind <laughs> yeah um uh, so yeah, well it, Yeah, I think you're probably right It's probably going to be a record-breaking contract I mean, if there's anybody who would deserve it, I feel like he, just even as a casual fan, I feel like he's certainly in that category of deserving it I know there were talks recently about Shohei Otani getting moved, but that didn't end up happening um, Yeah
1: um, On the Rich Eisen show, uh, Buster only was on He's probably the most famous um, Yeah like MLB insider where he's been working for he's been for a long time, I feel like. Um, it's really
0: in years,
1: yeah. uh, he said there was no truth to that. They were just trying to figure out what the market was when Otani becomes a free agent in a couple of years. Because the Angels like to spend money. I think they spend the most money uh-huh. any, like going off of the Josh Hamilton deal, the Albert Pujols deal, the uh, Anthony Rendon deal that they've done. The Mike the... Trout deal even. The Mike Trout. I mean, they have been spending money, but it's just Tony. it sounds like might not want to stay there, especially if they're back. I don't blame him either. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just wasted the best, the unanimously best player on the planet in baseball. And Mike Trout pretty much wasted 10 years with them.
0: And now they have the the other best player, maybe right now. Yeah. What other sport could you get away with that and not be a like contending team what In what other sport could you have the unanimous best player in the league for that long and then also get another one later and still be that bad it ain't happening in basketball
1: no definitely like you're definitely making a playoffs like the angels have only made the playoffs twice
0: right so that's what so it's a unique situation like of how poorly to run an organization like in basketball i don't think you get away with that In football, so you'd have to have the best quarterback. Yeah, and if you have the best quarterback, then, and then if you're having the next best player, you're either talking about a defensive end, a corner, or a wide receiver. I guess. Um, Yeah, there's no, there's no way. I don't think you get away with it there either.
1: Like if you have the best, like, well, how many wins is Patrick Mahomes worth? if you were to put him on Jacksonville uh, right now are they uh, automatically like a 7-8 win team
0: you'd think just I think so just, yeah by some of the cuz you know the good quarterbacks make everybody else better yeah. so just by a product of being there
1: like uh, all the skill all the skill positions like the wide receivers running backs they're all talented they're all going to benefit yeah and then they just need a guy to like elevate them that little bit
0: mm-hmm. So I don't know if – I don't think you get away with that. You certainly don't get away with that basketball. Like, not a chance. Um, In football, I don't – yeah, I don't think you get away with it either. And I think it also – that goes to show that while baseball is such a team – it is a very team-oriented game, there's also so much individuality linked into baseball, more so, I think, than the other other sports – um so well, yeah I
1: think baseball is the sport that <coughs> I think more so than any other sport where your individual stats aren't hinging on anyone else you're the only yeah. one in the batter's box mm-hmm. Um your runs might be a little lower if no one's like batting you in hitting you in but if you're hitting homers and hitting everyone else that's on base like Bryce Harper last year The big thing was, oh, his RBI total isn't super high because he's only hitting solo homers. That's because no one else on his team is on base. base. (laughs) (laughs) Like the dude was having a phenomenal year and he just wasn't having the RBI RBI total because he was the only one hitting well. And then his team ended up not making the playoffs. Yeah. So, Like would any other other sport would an MVP be a player that's not on a playoff team? Baseball has Russell several. Westbrook did
0: the year yeah, Russell they, Westbrook won. Yeah, yeah.
1: He was a, they were a sixth seed. And that was like, oh, my gosh. That's the only thing holding him back. That,
0: one, that did feel low for some people, I, I remember. Yeah. yeah.
1: But he was the only player on that team, really. I mean, he was, well, it was him, <clears throat> Stephen Adams, and Victor Oladipo before Victor was, like, a perennial all-star.
0: So it was Jokic back-to-back years, Giannis back-to-back years, Harden when he was in Houston. They would have been in the playoffs. Westbrook, he said they were six-seed. Steph, back-to-back, yeah. Kevin Durant was in 2013, so obviously LeBron, LeBron, he rose LeBron, LeBron, Co- yeah. <laughs> so... But I also feel like in baseball, in that situation, then awards, the team shouldn't be necessarily considered in that. You know?
1: Yeah, and they're not... I mean, Shoya Otani won last year and they didn't make the playoffs so it's really not like a huge factor
0: right well, it's a unique situation to be that bad with that good players.
1: Um, two really good players
0: yeah all right um let's wrap up the show um sorry on a little bit of a, a somber note but we have to put this in here um because it was a very sad situation for the NBA and people around the NBA. Um, On July 31st, um, the NBA did lose one of the absolute titans um, in their history, and that is Bill Russell. He died at age 88 years old. Um, That is the, for those of you that maybe not be familiar with Bill Russell, that is the 11-time NBA champion. uh, if If you're a basketball fan, you know who Bill Russell is. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. If you've watched Um, the finals in the last 20 years, you know who Bill Russell is.
0: Yeah. Um, He finished his career averaging 15 points a game and 22 rebounds a game. Um, He just was, he's got every accolade you could ever imagine, was arguably the greatest winner um, in NBA history. Nobody, I don't know, nobody's ever going to get 11 championships again. I would almost bet anything on that
1: um i don't know if tom and, plays four more years who knows uh,
0: yeah <laughs> well certainly <laughs> not in the nba <laughs> um so yeah it was it was a sad day for the nba community and you know rest in peace to bill russell and you know we hope his family is doing uh, all right in this uh in this situation so um yeah, it was just a sad day for the NBA, passed away at 88 years old, had, like I said, every single accolade you could ever want if you played in the NBA, uh, and he was just a force. He was, and he was also really fun off the court, too. I mean, um, I they showed a video of him, I think, at the ESPYs when they had all of the, it was like Shaq, Hakeem, and uh, Dikembe, it was like four or five of them, and Russell had just won an award, and he... Points to all five of them and goes, "I would kick your ass all <laughs> five of them." And he just this, everybody. Yeah, he was just, he was great. He was he was absolutely great. So rest in peace to an NBA literal legend. Yeah, in I think every that, sense of the word.
1: It's it's too bad that there's no way we would have been able to see him because he stopped playing, mm-hmm. I think, 40 years before we were even born. But his stamp on the game and his um relevance association prevalence of the game cannot be understated with how impactful i mean the bill the finals mvp is the bill russell award yep. right i mean he's there every single the, in the biggest moments it's him handing off the finals mvp to the best player of pretty much that year in most cases um handed it off to LeBron when he wins his first championship. And I mean, he's just, his fingerprints are all over the game, mm-hmm. even after him playing and his career cannot be understated. I think I like a lot, probably under, like definitely belittle almost his accomplishments and records. Uh, I, I'm, did I even put him in my top 10? I, don't players. I can't even remember, but I definitely think he was a little lower than probably where he should have, and um I doubt he cared while he was alive yeah, I don't think he
0: but I range.
1: think his passing almost makes it certainly makes me open my eyes and be like wait let's let's sit here and give this guy his flowers like he was by far one of the biggest giants that the that the game of his basketball has ever seen.
0: I'm I'm watching some of his highlights right now. If you go on YouTube, there is game footage of Will, uh, Will, of Bill Russell um, playing, and I mean, dude was I mean, yeah, he played in a different era, and not everybody was as gigantic as he He's was. A but if you watch, man him, amongst boys, if you watch him play, the dude was athletic as hell. Um, was an absolutely vicious rebounder. Um, was a great defender and again one of the greatest winners. Um, let's let's be fair. It's not like everybody that was playing in the NBA sure was maybe what they are now, but it's not like they were um, scrubs either. And so to win eleven championships, I mean that's 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 really hard to do. Um,
1: yeah, he had as much like resources and ability as everyone else at that time, and he was just beating. The best that was there
0: yeah you have to you have to look at when you're comparing players you have to be relative to what they were dealing with because you can't say well who knows you can't like you can't pull people from that air and say well they wouldn't do this well in the current it's like well you don't really know so you have to compare them to whom they were playing against and yeah he was by far the best player at that time without a doubt so rest in peace to bill russell um great last name by the way um And spelled appropriately with two l's um, <laughs> i'll make sure i spell it correctly <laughs> in the show notes
1: uh, it's just it's sad because this is like how many more in the upcoming years are we gonna lose from like an yeah. nba family you know like i think bill russell was like the granddad of nba yeah. players you know it, i'm i'm sure most players saw him at that as that if they met him and got a chance to meet him. Um, I wish we got a chance to meet him, but it's like
0: that would have been awesome.
1: <laughs> now, now it just makes me sit here and like, oh, Kareem's getting up there. And then what, at what point is like Shaq, Charles, Hakeem, like that group going to be up in that age? And it's like, oh man. It's going
0: to be one of those things where, you know, Russell was, you know, maybe one of the last of that group. And then you'll know, we'll probably have a little bit of a break before we um, maybe get to. You know those other big icons. Well, right yeah, there. Jerry
1: Jerry West. I mean, is still he's getting up there and. Yep, yep. Because really, man's the logo. <laughs> outside of Wilt passing and um Kobe unexpectedly passing, I feel like there's not like been a lot of loss coming. Because if you think like Bill Russell, Wilt, and Jerry were the original big time players, uh, Doctor J, even completely forgot about him.
0: Yeah, Kareem is seventy five. So and those I mean you're talking about the again more titans of the NBA. So, um, so again, rest in peace to Bill Russell. You are the greatest winner, definitively in NBA history. So in well, don't even
1: say NBA in sports history.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly in team sports history. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, well that'll wrap it for us here on nothing to say the fans podcast episode like 140 or 141 or whichever take try this was it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter at this point it was too many tries uh, we'll just
1: we'll just mesh all of them together
0: yeah something. one three hour conglomerate episode yeah, yeah, yeah so all right we hope we have a great week we will see you all next week with hopefully some more news to chat about um and uh yeah bye see you See ya.